Well, I'm very happy to be here and, and having this opportunity to um, speak to you today. And it, it's so natural to get up here and go, it's so good to see everybody, but we're not there yet. June 20th, I'll say that. But it's so, I'm so happy that you can see me. I guess that's work. That sounds weird. But, but uh, we have been in a series talking about foundations. And so I get to be a part of this foundation uh, series. And this is such a great thing for us to get a grasp of because if our foundations are weak, then whatever we're going to build on that foundation is also going to be weak. And so talking about what we have, community and the Holy Spirit and the Word of God and repentance and various topics that we've covered is so crucial to our faith. And so today I'm going to speak to you about prayer, the topic of prayer. And this is important because prayer is difficult to figure out sometimes. You know, we know it's important and um, we know it can be powerful. But at the same time, a lot of times we have uncertainties or insecurities about prayer. And I'll talk to you about what I mean by that. But so when in talking about this today, I'm not going to try to hype you up about uh, prayer or give you a, a kind of a formula on prayer or anything like that. I don't want to convince you that I, I have all the information you need about prayer, but I want to encourage you. I want to share some experiences with prayer, some thoughts about prayer. And at the end of this message, I, I want to pray a prayer of blessing on everyone who's listening to this. And, and I really believe strongly in the impartation of blessing, a prayer of blessing. And um, sometimes when you don't know what to pray for somebody, you can pray a prayer of blessing and it, it's important, it's powerful. So let's think about this. Prayer is powerful, but it's, it's also mysterious in a way. There's some uncertainties about it because I have prayed for people in specific ways and seeing great answers for provision, for healing, for circumstances. And I've also prayed for people and we did not get the answer we prayed for. So I know prayer is powerful and I know the word teaches us about it and we see answers, but sometimes we don't see the answer we're expecting. So it's important and, and I, don't, I don't know about you, but sometimes I have felt like I don't know what to pray for in this situation. Sometimes when I've actually prayed, I, I, you know, you have that emotion, that feeling like, is this prayer even working? Or is this reaching the ceiling or not? I mean, so I've been a pastor for 35 years. I'm just telling you, this is how it is for me sometimes. I'm just like, Lord, I hope you're listening because I'm laying it out there for you. But answered prayer is a reminder like nothing else that we are in a relationship with the all-powerful God. And unanswered prayer or what feels like unanswered prayer can spoil our faith like old food in the refrigerator. You start praying and it's not working out. Then you're like, does this even work? Should I be doing? But it's foundational. It's crucial. It's important. And so we're going to talk about that. Um, I can't tell you that there's one kind of prayer 
that's more effective than others. I've, I've been involved in prayer gatherings and prayer walks. I've shouted, yelled prayers. I've prayed quietly. I've, we've, I've been involved in all kinds of prayers and um, in prayer that's mixed with worship and, and all kinds of things here. But um, it's important that we have a familiarity with prayer because of the significance. Because prayer is one of the greatest privileges of our faith. And let me say that again. Prayer is one of the greatest privileges of our Christian faith, our faith as followers of Jesus. And what I mean by that is when Jesus died and rose again, opened the heavens, he created access for you and I to go directly to our Father in prayer. What an incredible privilege. What a blessing. It's, it's so significant to us that we can go into his presence, even though, be honest, even though every one of us secretly thinks that somebody else could pray a little better than us. Have you ever, if I could just get that guy to pray for me, oh, that'd be great. If I could just, you know, back when Billy Graham, oh, Billy Graham could just pray for me. I just, could you get Billy to pray? Well, the reality is he has the same access to the father that you do. I have the same, you have the same access. Whoever your hero in the faith is, uh, you have the same access. This is the gift. This is the privilege to us. God created a way. God created access that will never be taken away from us. Get that in your heart. Because we live in a weird world today. We live in this world in our society where it's like cancel culture. God created a way that you will never get canceled. Don't cancel yourself from talking to God because he hasn't canceled you. You go to God through faith, through the name of Jesus. You have access to the Father. This is so powerful for us. In Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 16, it tells us, Let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. We're encouraged, come boldly. Some versions say, come confidently, knowing that, hey, I was invited to this party. I was invited by God to go boldly before the throne of God and bring these requests, these needs to God. And we know that when we go, we receive mercy. We receive grace. I like what Julian was saying earlier, that in our weakness, we can come to him. It doesn't disqualify us. It makes us more aware of our need for him. Come boldly. He gives us help. James 5.16 tells us the earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. These, these uh, scriptures about prayer are important for us to have in our spirit when we think about prayer, when we think about ourselves related to prayer. And uh, it's powerful. It can produce tremendous results. And at the same time, 
Here's a scripture that we need to be aware of, Romans 8, 26. And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for. It's powerful. We're invited to come. We can find mercy and grace. It has powerful results, but we don't always know how to pray as we ought. What we should be praying for, we have that weakness. So a prayer life is very personal. And I can't impose upon you my prayer preferences. I can share some of my prayer journeys, my prayer experiences. Hopefully there's something that you can get a hold of. But to to understand the significance of this aspect of our faith, it's so important for us. Because it's like a personal conversation that you have with someone you love. Now, I can't, I can talk to you about ideas of communication, but you got to do the one that's communicating with the person that you love. I can't do it. No one can do your prayer life for you. People can pray for us and people can pray with us. And I love that. We all need that. But no one can do your prayer life for you. You've got to do that. And it's so personal. The Bible is full of amazing stories about prayer. And I was just thinking as I'm preparing this message about some of the stories that stand out to me and how significant they are. And there's a great story in the book of Acts where Peter is arrested and put in prison. And so uh, that's not the good part of the story. (laughs) Let me get to that part. He's in prison and uh, it says the believers gather together and they start praying. And it's a great story because our human nature is in this. You see every dynamic here because they're praying and there is a miracle that takes place. There's an angel comes into the prison, walks Peter out and walks him to the house where they're praying. So then he knocks on the door and they're so busy praying for their answer. They don't even they don't even think it's him. It's like it's me. I'm out here. It's Peter. It's like, oh, come on. We're praying for him. He's in prison right now. Don't mess with us. It's like, no, God answered your prayer, and here I am. I mean, it is a powerful story about prayer, how we can come together, how God will intervene in supernatural ways, and yet our humanness is involved. So we're praying. It's like, it worked? Oh, I mean, it worked. Yeah, amen. This is awesome. So many great stories about prayer. And then... The Bible is faithful to tell us stories like King David, who was praying for his baby to live, and the baby died. And so here is a great leader who has the favor of God in his life, and he's praying for something very real, very close and personal. He's investing his soul physically, emotionally in this And the prayer is not answered the way he thought it would be. And all of us have been through these circumstances where we pray and we see great answers. And we pray and we don't see the answer that we want. But we can't give up. We can't stop praying because it's it's a relationship. It's not a formula. We can't draw back from him with, when we don't see the circumstances change. We have to come push into him. 
You know, the kind of prayer I wish would get answered is like the one with Elisha in 2 Kings where they're surrounded and the servant is afraid and Elisha says, open his eyes so he can see. And then the servant sees the angel armies of God all around outnumbering the enemy. I need somebody to pray that prayer for me, okay? Because every once in a while, I just need to see what God sees, all right? Because we're kind of stuck on what we can see ourselves. But these are all great stories that should inspire us or build our faith in recognizing this is what God, this is the party that God's inviting us to, this prayer party. And then we think about Jesus there is not a character in the Bible, and I don't mean to just diminish Jesus by saying one of the characters, but someone who we read about who has more to say and more to do about prayer than Jesus. We're followers of Jesus. So that must be part of our following him is our prayer. Luke 18.1, one day Jesus told his disciples uh, a story to show that they should always pray and never give up. To me, that means pray when you're full of faith and pray when you're full of doubts. Pray when you have courage and pray when you have fear. And don't let our emotions determine because we could be in that situation like the servant of Elisha where they think all hope is gone. We're doomed. Look at these people have destroyed everybody. Now they're coming to us. But we don't see what God sees. We don't see. We have to pray always and not lose heart. Pray when we're full of faith. Pray when we're doubting. And there's something about how Jesus prayed. I want you to catch this. Luke 11, verse 1. It says, once Jesus was in a certain place praying and as he finished, one of his disciples came up to him and said, Lord, teach us to pray. Just as John taught his disciples. So Jesus said, this is how you should pray. There's something about how Jesus prayed that was different. There's something about the faith that he had, the rapport, the relationship he had. And, and a big part of it, I believe, is because he was talking to his father. And it was a different model of prayer than what they've experienced before. But it was watching someone pray to their heavenly father. It's a different um, idea, a different experience. But they saw him say, oh, teach us to pray. I don't know if you've ever met someone or had a friendship with somebody who had this kind of prayer life that was so magnetic it was just like when you prayed with them, you felt like they are able to pray from the heart. They're able to pray in a way where faith rises or, you, you know, you know you've been prayed for. I'm not, somebody, I'm not talking about somebody who yells a lot and spits while they're praying and you go, I've been prayed for. But somebody who prays and you've, you sense the presence of God, something took place. So they're like... Jesus teaches it. And so his response to that was what we call the Lord's Prayer. The, the prayer that Jesus prayed and said, you should pray like this. Now, I've prayed that Lord's Prayer as if it were a model, uh, topical, so that you could pray 
you know, your kingdom come, your will be done, praying, uh, give us this day, our daily bread, the different topics or, or areas of focus in the prayer. But I've, I've also prayed it, the prayer. That's what he said, pray like this. So I'm like, okay, you know. And so I'm going to do that. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. I've prayed that so many times, just when I'm not sure what else to pray. I said, Lord, Holy Spirit, help me. And I'm just praying, my Father who is in heaven, holy is your name. And I pray that your kingdom come. Your will be done in this situation. What you see in your heart in heaven, what you desire up there, let it happen here. And I follow that prayer, the prayer of Jesus. And I, I'm reminded about the focus on the Father. Now, this is a scripture that I don't hear mentioned enough when I'm talking about this, about how we need to know we've been invited to come to the Father ourselves. And then in, in John 16, Jesus teaches us this in verse 23 and 24. He says, in that day, when he's gone, he said, in that day, you will no longer ask me anything. Very truly, I tell you, my father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Until now, you've not asked for anything in my name. Ask and you will receive and your joy will be complete. I mean, if I just use that scripture and said today, this is the scripture we're going to talk about prayer. We could talk all day on that scripture. Those two scriptures right there. But I want you to see that Jesus was saying, don't pray to me. Pray to the Father in my name. He was trying to teach them a spiritual truth. He's trying to show them, do what I've been doing. The thing that you saw me do that you say, this is powerful. I need to, you can talk to the Father. That's why I'm gone. That's why he defeated death. Gave us access. Now, you haven't been able to do that. Now you can. In my name, you talk to the Father. This is so powerful. So what I felt like what I would do here in the next few minutes, the last few minutes here in this message is just do uh, uh, give you my prayer playlist. A lot of people have prayer playlists they like to listen to. This is my prayer playlist. And that means to me there are different kinds of prayer that throughout the day and different times I will just engage in this aspect of prayer. And so one of them is a prayer of gratitude. And gratitude and thankfulness feels like such a nice idea and that it's a good thing to involve yourself in occasionally. But I really believe that intentional thankfulness is crucial. That might be one of the most important parts of prayer is that we're giving uh, giving thanks to God, gratitude. This morning when I prayed, of course I knew I was going to say this and I didn't want to be a hypocrite, so I did what I was going to tell you to do. I started with gratitude. And I started thanking God for things. And, 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 and sometimes, there are moments when I start and I'm just like, oh, I said that yesterday. or that, you know. But, but moving into this place where I'm saying, thank you, God, for this. And it tells us in Colossians 4, 2, devote yourselves to prayer with an alert mind. The alert mind comes after coffee. So I start out devoting myself to prayer and coffee. Then I have the alert mind 
and a thankful heart comes right after that. So it says, devote yourselves to a thankful heart. Intentional thankfulness. Another kind of prayer is prayer for guidance. Guide my steps. You know, a prayer I prayed often was, Lord, help me be in today in the right place at the right time. And help me recognize it. You know, because a lot of times you just get so swept up into the day, into the stuff that's going on. And it's like, help me recognize the opportunities that are around me. Show me uh, what you want me to see today. But just praying for guidance. Prayer for guidance in our life, but praying for guidance in our decisions, our choices. Um, the scripture in Psalms, it says, your word is a lamp to uh, my feet and a light to my path. It's like the steps that we take now the, from my feet and the path is the long part of the journey. And we're asking for his guidance. I think God strategically positions us in the right place at the right time. God is great at getting us where we need to get to when we need to get there. But if we're so unhappy and frustrated and we haven't engaged in gratitude, we might miss where we are in the moment and that he's actually guiding us. And we were, I think God wants us to get where we need to get to more than we want to get there. Does that make sense? I can't repeat it. So I hope you just got that in your heart. Here's another one on my prayer, my pray, playlist, <laughs> prayer playlist, and it's praying for his presence. We were singing earlier about his presence and the glory. And so I, it, there is um, something about show me your glory. It's, it's not a demand. It's not a prove something to me, but it's, it's not challenging God. It's like, I need to sense your presence because that is what it's all about. There is a, a relationship. There's a rapport. There's an encounter. And it's not all about emotions and I don't want to fake anything, but I want to be aware of his presence. So I'm praying, God, let your presence be real. Put your hand on my shoulder. Put your arms around me. Help me sense the comfort of God. And I wrote this thought down about this is that when God answers our prayer with his presence, it might just be all that we needed. There is a silent prayer. It's a prayer of silence. It's a prayer of listening. And it has to do with waiting for his presence. You know, if you're in a friendship or a relationship with somebody and you do all the talking, you, they don't get to weigh into the moment. You don't say, tell me what you think. And let me, I'm sorry, I did all the talking. Let me hear. And you're, you're allowing their presence or their thought to be a part of the moment. And I think it's the same with God. It, it's, it is a two-way conversation. 
brokenness does not hinder us from feeling his presence. We turn to him in our weakness and then we discover his presence. The fragrance of his presence often leaks through broken vessels. So it's important that we yield to him. I wanted to read you a prayer. Sometimes I read people's prayers that are so strong. I just like, I'm going to pray this for myself. And so there's one that Mother Teresa is credited with this prayer. And it says, Dear Jesus, help me to spread thy fragrance everywhere I go. Flood my soul with thy spirit and love. Penetrate and possess my whole being so utterly that all my life may only be a radiance of thine. Shine through me and be so in me that every soul I come in contact with may feel thy presence in my soul. Let them look up and see no longer me, but only Jesus. Stay with me and then I shall begin to shine as you shine. So to shine as to be a light to others. This is all about the presence of God, the awareness of God's presence. Another prayer is a prayer for protection. We're aware of Psalm 91. We're praying for God's protection from sickness or disease or attack or temptations. And and we live in a world where we need God's protection. We pray this prayer for those that we love. We pray prayers for those who are navigating difficult times. We're asking God to protect them and and strengthening them in the moment. There is a prayer for provision. And what I've said to you so far are powerful exchanges of prayer. And when we get into the prayer of provision, this one can be uh, powerfully, has powerful potential, but also has the potential for disappointment because this is that kind of prayer where we're asking for something specific. And when you're asking for God to provide, trust is always a factor in the faith. It's like praying that the mountain is moved, but I've lived long enough where there are some mountains that God wants us to cast into the sea and there's some mountains he wants us to climb. And they all look the same to me. (laughs) I want them out of the way. I'm like pulling out that Mark scripture, be gone. (laughs) Some of them are just standing there and it's like, well, if I'm going to get to the other side, I know that's the goal. I'm going to climb. Trust. Sometimes we need to be reminded that God's plans are better than our dreams. Faith often begins at the edges of our understanding. One of my favorite verses when I first began to follow Jesus was delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And it's still one of my favorite verses, but for different reasons than when I first heard Cause I thought if I just have fun in church and have fun serving and have fun telling people about Jesus, then I can ask him whatever I want. And he gives it to me because I'm delighting myself in the Lord. Give me the doc, quote the scripture to Jesus in case he forgot. But now I realize when we're talking about the prayer of petition that sometimes delighting myself in him 
changes me. And he gives me different desires to pray for. So when I'm in delighting myself in my potential and I'm delighting myself in my dreams and my talents and my abilities, it's a whole different thing when I'm delighting myself in him and he changes what I want to do with what he's given me or what my expectation is about my faith and my expectation of what it looks like when people say, wow, God must really be with that guy. Is that because I got a lot of answers and provision came? Or is there something about God's presence that has marked my life? There's a very famous prayer that most people only know the first half. And so I'm going to read this to you because this second half is what I'm talking about. Okay, this is called the serenity prayer. So you guys have heard of this a lot of it. And it says, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. That should keep us busy for about 10 years. But the second part of this prayer is incredible. Living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardships as the pathway to peace, taking as he did this sinful world as it is, not as I would have it. Trusting that he will make all things right if I surrender to his will so that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with him forever and ever in the next. There's something about absolute devotion, absolute surrender to God. Yeah, we we see things that need to change and We know he came to change the world and we want to be a part of it, but there's something about our yieldedness. Another kind of prayer is a prayer, intercessory prayer. It's praying for others with no personal benefits to us. It's just praying for the needs of the other. And and right now, this is kind of a, a part of the ministry in my life is praying for people just that somebody makes me aware of a story and somebody's going through or somebody contacts me personally and that becomes like a daily thing. You know, I can't do that for tons of people, but I, you know, 10 people or something, I can just pray for them. Short, brief, but real present prayers for people. And um, I got to land this plane here, so... I'll just throw one more from my playlist and then we'll, I'll do that prayer of blessing. And the last thing I'll tell you about is the, you know, some prayer changes circumstances and some prayer changes us. And so this is the prayer for our heart. It's a prayer for healing. It's a prayer of motives. It's a prayer of cleansing our life. It's inviting him into that very personal area of our soul where we pray the prayer of Psalm 139. Search me, O God, know my heart, test me, know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. There's something important that we need to recognize that that God cultivates the ground in our soul 
You know, we saw the disciples we see, where they asked for prayer sometimes that there was no way Jesus was going to answer the prayer that they wanted. Like, here we have something very important to ask you. So would you grant this prayer? And so one of the disciples can sit on your left and one can sit on your right. How many of our prayers are about giving ourselves significance that we've lost ourselves, that we don't, we don't have it, so we're trying to get a prayer answered so we'll feel more significant or special or important. And he's like, I can't answer that prayer. It's about your decisions. And then in Acts chapter 8, the guy Simon, he sees uh, one of the disciples praying. He goes, oh, give me that power. Pray for me to be filled with the Holy Spirit like you are so I can pray and people will be impacted by the power of God and that way people will know how special I am and those kind of things are not for us to point out in anybody else but in our own soul it's an opportunity for us to pray that prayer of forgiveness for others we purify our hearts cleanse our heart Lord heal my soul Reveal motives that need to be set aside. Cleanse me so that I'm praying with the right heart. And I'm just going to close with this, this prayer, uh, or this scripture here. And we've all heard of this prayer probably if, if you've been to church much. 2 Corinthians seven fourteen. If my people who call by my name, listen, will humble themselves and pray, seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and forgive their sins and restore my land. And here's the point, verse 15. My eyes will be open and my ears attentive to every prayer made in this place. There's something about our willingness to go deep in our own soul and say, Lord, I'm I'm opening up my heart. Show me what I need to see. It's like God says, my ears will be attentive to prayer made in that place. I hope that you recognize the significance of prayer as a part of the foundation of your faith. There's plenty of room in this message for the Holy Spirit to show you some way that you can engage in prayer tomorrow, today, next week. I believe the Holy Spirit will just remind you of one of these aspects of prayer so you can pray. And I want to take a moment and just pray a prayer of blessing. God, I pray for every person listening to this message, every person watching in this room right now, and I ask you to bless them. Bless them with your presence. Bless them with healing in their soul, the freedom from hurts and bitterness and betrayal and rejection. Bless them with freedom from those offenses. Bless them with health, physical health and healing. Bless them with the provision of heaven. I pray that the windows of heaven would be opened and the needs that they have would be met by you in a way that would further your purpose. Bless them, oh God, with wisdom and the choices that they make and the relationships that they pursue. Bless your people in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.